Welcome to the Morale Amplification Podcast with your hosts, Ben, Dave, and Adam. That's a great intro. There it is. That's the intro. That was it. Well done. I do what I can, you know. It's hard to multitask whilst uh, trying to record a podcast, but this is our first one. Welcome, friends. Hello, hello. And, People who uh, feel sorry for us, and so they're listening. Yeah, for all of you that uh, thought that you needed another podcast in your life, we decided you also needed another podcast in your life. Yeah, so you were correct. You were correct. So here we are to present to you our thoughts on life and all things guitar pedal related and other stuff as well. Well, the good thing that's going to come out of this is uh, I don't think my mom has figured out the podcast thing yet, but if I'm on it, we have a guaranteed listener yeah, and a, she will figure out that's how, legitimate to, how, reason. To, how to listen to podcasts. <laughs> I call them pity listens. Yeah, so, you know. nice. <laughs> so the purpose of this podcast, honestly, is to give people a little bit of insight into the behind the scenes of what we do here at Brown Amplification and just kind of share ideas thoughts uh, you know talk about some of our pedals talk about some of the things that we're we're working through as a company and I don't what know. we're working through emotionally <laughs> which our probably emotions. affects the company arguably <laughs> so it's, it's all vital pertinent it's uh yeah it's all the stuff that we want to share in a kind of more longer format rather than just kind of short snippets Social media makes everything, I don't know, what, two, one minute to two minutes long. And yeah, that's great. But sometimes we've got things to say, folks. we got we got things to share, right? It's our attention span. we got naps to take. <laughs> I need something to fall asleep to. It has to be, which I have to listen to something to fall asleep every night. But it has to be just interesting enough. That it keeps your mind off the existential crisis, but not so interesting that it keeps that it you, wakes up. you up. <laughs> so that's what podcasts are perfect for, or these kind of podcasts. <laughs> I, I had an amazing nap on a plane recently listening to some great podcasts that some friends are doing, and I really enjoyed it. And I feel like I you know, retained everything that was said, at least enough that it was interesting and, and just to... Well, agree with what you're saying and then i'll restart it the next night where i left where i kind of dozed off and i figure through osmosis it takes me a while but i'll i'll get through the whole thing and if i do you know say this podcast in sports terms we should just be the golf of podcasts sunday <laughs> afternoon you're like it's gotta have something on the tv and it's just kind of cathartic too. relaxing really pleasant low applause what we really need is something in the background just to take away the existential crisis of life. If you put Isn't your that what in, guitar pedals are. <laughs> this is why people play guitar, right? right? I need something to do to take away the existential crisis. And we're going to put binaural beats, so if you put your headphones in, you won't even notice they're there, but you'll just slowly be lulled to sleep. <laughs> binaural beats. Uh, is that so the name of our podcast? Binaural beats, maybe. Uh, so I want to uh, obviously introduce both of you guys. Um, this is the first time maybe some people even knew there was more than just Dave that's associated with Brain Amps. And so I'm Ben, and I have some part to play in this company. I help manage some of the back end and ship pedals and, you know, make sure the business functions and runs. Uh, this is Dave. Dave is our resident genius engineer, smart guy that makes all the pedals, right? Something like that. 
people say things like that, it always makes me feel awkward. <laughs> makes you feel awkward. It's why there's a halo behind his head. If you can see on the camera right there, it's because we I'm want to... Saint Brown. We want to make sure that he's he's not... His sainthood is uh, thrust upon him. clear who is in charge of this. <laughs> <laughs> and you have then, to be in charge? That sounds terrible. It's no, terrible just responsible. That, that might be worse, actually. also sounds yeah, terrible. I know. Nobody wants that. And then Adam is our resident uh, guitar player expert. He also helps do a couple of back-end things as well, helps us with our design and different things like that. But he tests, all, tests a bunch of our pedals, but he's also kind of the ears. So Dave makes something, and Adam makes sure that it sounds like a guitarist would need it to sound. Maybe. Yeah. Adam, Adam's my sounding board. If I if I think something is good or right or done, uh, he's like a really safe place that I trust 100% to say, did we get it or did we not get it? Right. And, you know, most of the time we're landing pretty much on the same opinion of whether something is excellent or not, I, I think. That's true. I feel like that. Yes, that is accurate. We have a I good mean, synergy. Sy- <laughs> yes, synergy. <laughs> It's probably because you taught me what good tone was as well. So then (laughs) it's because when you make something, it's like anything else, you make anything, you always overanalyze what you make. It's like uh, I've been learning how to do graphic design for some stuff Ben and I are working on. And when I was just making it for fun and people were like, oh, this is kind of cool. I was like, oh, great. I wasn't thinking about it. I was just doing it for fun. It it didn't mean anything. Then the minute you have to deliver the final product, you start overanalyzing everything. Right. think that color. I don't know. That shape. Oh, man. And so you just need the outside person. To you, be need, like, you need trusted sounding boards. What, yeah, what should have taken uh, possibly an hour, you know, is now taking seven hours to I, do. I don't need to be attacked this early in the morning, <laughs> Ben. That's right. <laughs> in my defense, there was things that I did not realize mattered. In my defense. <laughs> I, think, I think anytime a sentence is going to start with, in my defense probably should just shut it right down it's pretty much a guilty verdict <laughs> that's a <laughs> so, yeah so tell us about the origin of the, of the protein so the protein came about because adam came to me and was touring a lot yes yes with uh a lot of backline gear it was not the sort of tour where you get to bring your own amp like a fancy tour what is that like well it's you know there's still some problems with that but sometimes you're touring with backline and sometimes you're touring with rental gear and you show up and you play on what you get. Sometimes it's good and sometimes it's great. And sometimes it's, this is not what I ordered, ladies and gentlemen. But you can't, you know, you don't want to be the guy who doesn't play because they brought you a solid state crate instead of a tube amp. Like it, just, yeah, it does just look bad when you make excuses. Like, Sorry, yeah. my, my stuff sounds bad. It's, uh, it's not me. It's the, it's the gear. Right. Okay. The artist doesn't care. You can only just use that play one the two parts. times. Per yeah, year. that's when so, there's a catastrophic failure. Right. <laughs> the amp smokes and you're like, obvious. Obviously, this is uh, right. not right. <laughs> they let the smoke out. It no longer <laughs> works. So Adam came to me and said, I've been using these two pedals, uh, a, a blues breaker, some clone of a blues breaker, and uh, some ODR1 type pedal, and they were working really well for you, but you had some issues with them. The ODR1 had too much gain, too much bass. Um, and the Bluesbreaker one, you know, had some stuff that you wanted modified. So we started putting those two pedals into one 
box, one circuit, trying to solve the power issues of them sharing power and trying to solve all the, you know, little idiosyncrasies that would make it exactly how you wanted it, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, no, that's, I, I had those two pedals I've been searching for a long time because my types of tours were not uh, probably legitimate tours in the sense of I was mainly flying to gigs to play. So you're limited on what legitimate. you can bring. Well, yeah, I was just, you know, not on a bus. Fly it gigs. wasn't, you know, fly, it was fly dates, which. We're so sorry to hear about how difficult your touring experience was, by the way. Actually, I know at first <laughs> I was like, did I miss out on a lot in life? Then I like, <laughs> you're like I spent flying. time with friends on tour here and there. And I was like, I'm kind of, I'm kind of fine with not living in a bus. <laughs> I, I don't feel like I missed out. I have no FOMO. But the inconsistency in backline was definitely pretty insane. And then we always played with in-ears, which definitely amplifies mm -hmm. anything that's bad. Where if you're just playing with the amp bouncing around, it's, it's, it's way more forgiving. So I found a couple pedals that I liked. And it's one of those things where you have an idea. Like, I think this could be cool. I think there's something here, but it's not quite the idea. Yeah. And I brought it to Dave and he uh, dialed them in to what I was kind of hearing maybe they could be, but had no idea how to make that happen. Yeah. And he took them and and did that. And I spent years trying to convince you that the green shide should be a modified tube screamer because I've got a, a version of the tube screamer that I love. I mean, it started as a tube screamer. It is what it is now, but it's my favorite overdrive. And I really tried to convince you that that should be the green side, but you were really sold on that ODR1, you know, based circuit because it had a little thicker low end and... It, it was a little better tool for shaping an amp that was not quite doing what you needed it to do live. That green side really brought it to life. I'm quietly stubborn. I just figure if I just I keep don't think going, it's that well, quiet. <laughs> well, well, not quiet. I try to be quiet. You know, quietly stubborn? If I stubborn? just keep uh, saying maybe, I've maybe you a long time. it'll just, we'll, we'll get what I want. <laughs> which now, actually, when we've played uh, your Tube Screamer, which I love, in front of the protein into the blues breaker it is really magical but yeah that's why we went with the nobles based ish side because um i needed i wanted something that with in-ears and a really thin sounding backline that would add some low end but with your amps and uh stuff when we were playing through it it was it was really magical so i can definitely see why that would be an awesome choice to have in front so if you have a protein, just get Dave's tube screamer. We're going to do that, right? We're going to have a tube screamer. Are we talking about that? Are we talking about that? Are we? I don't think we just we're did. not talking about that. Yeah. I have had a lot of guys ask me to do a tube screamer, which, you know, part of me is like the last thing the world needs is another tube screamer-ish pedal, but... Sidecar. Sidecar. But I like mine. Yeah. So if other people want it, I'll probably make a few for them, but we'll see where that goes. Well, I'm about so, to get 45 emails from... People asking for that particular pedal. Well, no, what we're going to, uh, you know, so I, I'm just going to, I'm going to do a re-intro here. Um, I might have mentioned something I shouldn't have mentioned. So if you just heard a lot of beeping out, that's, that was my fault. Adam swears a lot. I don't know. Oh, what are we beeping? Oh, I don't know. I didn't Adam's, think I was supposed to oh, mention Adam's the uh, other language. green pedal. Oh, no, it's fine. Oh, it won't be, on. it can't be green. Oh, that's, uh, yeah, well, it's well, not Maybe it can. Uh, you know, other classic green pedal meaning. But, um, yeah, so that's why... I was stuck on the nobles was simply the the in-ear component and that thickening thing. And then you took it and it could be a little flubby. The nobles ODR one was, and it also could get really fizzy 
and I didn't really ever use it, the gain knob hardly at all, because right. it just wasn't. Uh, but I liked the concept of what it was doing. I'm like, I like for that it's all of you that are up. you know not professional guitar players like Adam. Those are professional terms, flubby, and fizzy. Flubby. Those are uh, in not the, professional technical. in the guidebook for all electric guitar players. Uh, it's transparent. You can, you can find the descriptive uh, words. The, listed those there. are good words. They work. Nobody wants flubby low end. Nobody wants a flubby. I bottom. love the word flubby and? because some words sound like what they mean, mm -hmm. like the word goop. You're like, oh, that was kind of goopy. You're like, oh, I know yeah. what it is. Yeah, it's, yeah. You're like, okay. I don't want that. <laughs> you don't want your soup to be goopy. No, it, no, clumpy. <laughs> I guess your stew could be a little goopy. That's okay. Carry on with There's your story. A visceral reaction. So yes, flubby. So Dave uh, really tightened up the low end, so it was giving that same thickness that I felt, but it wasn't um, making the amp break up. And and it, I think I don't know if this is right, but it was almost like the bandwidth of lows that the Nobles was boosting. It was almost like too wide, and you found a sweet spot and just made it more precise. We kind of took it more towards uh, the voicing of a Tube Screamer without going... You know, the Tube Screamers that I've built have a lot less mid-hump than a Tube Screamer. And the green side of the protein has much more mids than like an ODR1 and has much less bass us much less gain and you know we were just trying to dial it in to where it was you know if all the knobs are set to noon it sounds real good we were kind of obsessive about that which is a little ridiculous but we did not like us at all well you know let's, I, let's I, talk about that for a second how long did it take you to dial in a good sounding pedal with everything at noon let's let's just acknowledge that right now it took the right amount of time, <laughs> right amount of time. it took the time it took because we were all doing other things too. <laughs> well, Dave, you were gone for what? How long was your longest tour when you were? 700 years. 700 years, <laughs> yes. I, I have lived on a bus extensively. And I, you know, there's, there's I some good, love there's, it. yeah. There's... You get in your bunk and you pull that screen shut and that's your space. No there one's is allowed. parts of it that is an introvert's dream mm -hmm. because there's the rules of like you don't bug people right. in their bunk. Where in the house, people are just like, oh, sorry, I didn't know you were in here. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm the like door in my shut. house now. Dad, are you in the bathroom? <laughs> no, go away. No. <laughs> it's another man that's in the bathroom. It's not me. <laughs> Who was it that, that was renting a hotel room to have a bathroom to get away from his kids? Do you guys remember that story? Yes. Some Who was actor, that? It made me so happy. I've his wife I've thought got in a hotel room with my parents in town, who I love, and I and I would hang out with them all twelve hours a day. The favorite thing. Just remember, your mom's listening. That's that's true. I'm so she knows. I, mean, she I, was knows. Going, I was like, I'll be back tomorrow. I just like left, went to not even like a nice hotel because they were staying at your house. Yeah, a block away, and I was like, I just need to shut the door and be like just alone for like ten hours while I sleep. And they're so great. She's like, well, we're not going to bug you, but they're always your parents. So when you're in the room, just every now and then, just Honey. wanted to let you know that food's, food's ready, but like, you don't have to come out. You're like, well, it's kind of killed my vibe already, so let's just, let's just go eat. I was <laughs> thinking in here. I was, just, I was living in my never-never land. These are the deep insights that you can uh, continue to receive from the Brand Amps podcast some, about life. Some of us deep need, philosophical questions. Some of us need time alone to think and recharge. And uh, as I get older, that's something I feel less bad about, um, needing space to let my brain come to zero. 
or or noon as or, we we're talking or about noon. Or, or noon all of the parts of your brain Zero was at noon in my metaphor. We had negative 12 and positive 12, but that was a special dial going around the knob. I don't know if everybody it was see a digital that. dial that there's just the never stopped. No, it was analog. It was analog. very analog. <laughs> it was very analog. <laughs> but, you know, to ground it, I go, that's that is where good ideas come from. I think not for everybody, obviously, but even, you know, when you're mixing, uh, a guy I learn a lot from would always be like, you've just been in here for two hours. Like you need to stop because you're losing perspective mm. and even building it. That is probably, I think one of the reasons why we got it dialed in as precisely because there was some time gaps in between. So you'd make some tweaks. We'd listen to it. Like, this sounds pretty good. Like take it on the road for a while. And I'd have enough time to kind of hear it through all the different things too. Like we weren't testing it through random backline that we rented you know, to be like, let's test it through 20 amps today. It was really tested over a lot of different amps and time and places. And I would say that's kind of been, um, can I say ethos again? Have I said ethos too many times? I think that's kind of been an ethos, part of the ethos of what I'm doing is it's got to work live. It's got to, it's got to translate. And so I really like taking anything that I'm working on building whatever and, and using it live, making sure that it that it's a music machine, that it's inspiring, that it, um, you know, if I build something, it, you know, I think about this a lot when I'm building guitars. When I'm done setting it up and I sit down to play it, if I don't forget that I'm testing it and start playing music, then it's not there yet. Yeah. And I think that's the same for amps that I've built, pedals that I've built. Like, and I, you know, we've tested thousands of proteins at this point. I think I just tested three. Uh, the serial number serial number 3000 yesterday yeah and i i still when i plug that pedal in even when i'm repairing them or whatever it's still i'll get lost in guitar playing testing pedals and that just makes me happy every time that happens because it tells me that we really we did something cool here because it's it's an inspiring machine of music it's oh. like uh, your comfortable shoes. I was thinking about it because I love getting new pedals or new plugins now that I'm doing more producing or whatnot. And it's so fun to mess with all the new sound. You're like, oh, that's awesome. But that is the same thing. I just stays on my board because it just feels right and it feels like guitar to me. I know it sounds very generic, but it, and I don't think we could have gotten to the level of precision that you dial it into without the sheer amount of time. Um, it's really weird how you can test something into oblivion at home or in the studio, and then you're out on the road for like a week and something doesn't work, and it's like, oh, there it is. Mm -hmm. Like, it's really weird. There's something that happens. Yeah. Live is really honest. Yeah. It's weird. And doing it enough that it, there's no fluke nights. Like, right. everything sounded great. You're like, well, my back line was good, or this happened. So those months, I think, were actually really beneficial years. I know it kills... Kills Ben's personality no, a little bit. Fine. I'm sorry. Whatever. Whatever. Uh, Whatever. So talk about the difference between, because obviously we're at version 2.2 at the moment. What's the difference between these versions, you know, as it's kind of progressed over the years? I think it's the that you can put it in a tr each side in its own channel in a true bypass looper would be the biggest. Yeah, that's the biggest. That's the we, biggest. Switch. We've changed the grounding up. We've changed the grounding up a couple times just to get to something that's really... Um, we don't ever want the ground to fail on the case. Um, and we haven't like had an issue with that, but we just kept getting things that we felt like were more bulletproof. And so right. that was one of the changes. But the biggest change was, you know, we 
we had guys that wanted to be able to put each side into uh, a loop of something like the RGM Mastermind or something cool like that. You had a boss. Yes. yes, eight or something. Yeah. yeah, really cool switcher where you know it's programmable and guys that are doing you know live sets every night where they need um, presets. We wanted to be able to put each side in its own loop. So there's two dip switches inside, and if you use a TRS cable on either side, you can put each side in its own loop, which is very helpful live sometimes so so are there uh, any thoughts of i know mean, we get a lot of questions about top mounted jacks uh for the protein which is a question i answer a lot for people but i think we'd answer on the podcast <sighs> i feel like because... some people are just needy and you can't please them and so no i'm just kidding <laughs> top mounted jacks are cool because they let you put your pedals closer together um you know i didn't do that originally because it's already two switches that are fairly close together and I like to wear boots when I play guitar and I need to not accidentally hit other things. But having said that, there is no physical room in the protein with where the pots are and where the board is mounted to put top mounted jacks in. So it's just not feasible at this time at unless this time. we relayed out re the thing completely. And Which then we have to fixate and make sure it sounds just as good as the other one because when so you change the, you know. Perhaps in nine years or so. <laughs> yeah. I like the. I think actually, on, does, our, does it say inter, iteration on our badges? It says I, which stands I, for, for iteration. And the reason we we had talked about doing that was because we're um, nerds. Because we're nerds. I know. This, but I really liked the concept of that word as well because it simply means the best version at this time of whatever you can come up with. <laughs> And so, so many people are like, this is the best. I'm like, there's no such thing as the best. But you can stand behind something and go, with everything I know right now, with where my mental state is at, <laughs> this is the best iteration that we can do. And, and please don't speak to our mental state on the podcast because I can't guarantee anybody's mental state at this point Yeesh. in time after the last couple of years. But here we are, sense. still present. It's true. Still trying to survive, as as so many people. And so, when we can do top mounted jacks, or when we have any other ideas that we go, this actually, then we will we will do the next iteration. But at this point, it's not it's not currently in the works. I'll say that. Yeah, I would love to do it, but <laughs> <laughs> I, I say that because well, you know the sheer amount of who work are saying, you know. Like, <laughs> You know, when's 3.0 coming out and will there be top men and jacks? I, I, I can't speak to that right now because it's not currently in the queue. It's not even made it to the queue. In the queue. Well, yes, and because I never realized how all the things, which I don't even have to luckily deal with the stuff you guys have to, but just making a thousand of something, just all the nuances to make that many of something kind of just blows my mind. So we're just figuring all that stuff out well then to go redesign it. Yeah, I, I never <laughs> thought we were going to make a 1,000 proteins. I mean, I thought we might make a 100. I remember we were like, do you think? I was even worried for you because you. I was like, oh, God, I really hope this isn't a bad idea. I mean, I've been a really small guitar amplifier repair, you know, builder slash repair shop for a long time. And then I toured a lot and, you know, we made the protein for Adam and then other guys were saying, hey, would you make me one? So we did a small run of them. Like and we're 10? Yeah. And, you know, and then we did 100, took a big gulp and did 100 of them. And so, you know, to to change and relay out everything, um, it would require a lot of testing and trial and error to make sure that it was right because I'm not going to 
take something that I think is really excellent and uh, lose anything in order to do something like, you know, make it a little more functional with top manager I do see the benefit in that, but yes, and it's just time. That's a very long answer. <laughs> like a, it's just time at this point in time, but we appreciate people's love for the protein panel. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, uh, and honestly, you know, I mean, I say this with all humility on behalf of Brand Amps, but I get so many emails because I deal with a lot of kind of customer service stuff and I get a lot, so many emails from people that just genuinely are blown away by the pedal and and it's a constant source of encouragement yeah. to be like, oh, okay, well, let's keep doing this. Because uh, yeah. at the end of the day, you know, people get into business for a whole bunch of reasons. Uh, the guitar pedal industry is not one to get into lightly. <laughs> Right, um, and there's a lot of people that think it's a quick buck to make, and there's a lot of logistics. And when you're starting to like try to ship stuff from China, and it's two to three months wait on you know one single p- piece of the pedal, yep. and all that kind of stuff, it becomes you know very very complicated. Uh, <laughs> but the heart of I guess what I know Dave was behind, and what we want to do is really provide something of value yeah. to the guitar industry. Um, and continue to do that and, you know, just be able to be good husbands and good fathers and and be good people and represent, you know, brand amps in a way that isn't just this flash in the pan kind of business that we're here for the long run to try and continue to make pedals that are of high value to guitar players that yeah. they can put on their boards and trust and rely on. And that's my sales pitch. Yeah, you're well... It's also because I appreciate it because, you know, you need outside perspective and we're too nerdy of just being, you know, guitar players. So I, I love I love that, Ben. I love it's, that for you. It's really special, too, when somebody who who you've listened to for years and who you love their guitar playing, you know, comes to you and says, man, this is this is, you know, this is the best overdrive pedal I have. I mean, it just it literally um, blows my mind when that happens and I'm so grateful. I just feel super lucky. Yeah. And it's, and I would brag on Dave too, because yes, he had a little repair shop, but also the difference, one, one of the reason, I mean, you've built guitar players for, or sorry, you've built <laughs> guitar, <laughs> build guitar players. Build guitar players. You don't players. know, they're all robots. Dave no, right. built them. Um, <laughs> but you've built guitars and amps and basses for some of my favorite players in Nashville and, in the Christian music world and in the pop world, like you've done all of that. And uh, every time I learn a new skill, it's shocking how things that can be similar are completely different, but you built one-off things for someone. You know, you'd test the wood, you'd make sure it was just perfect for the person you were making it for. And then trying to channel that into something that we were talking about that could be consistent over 3,000 units is just such a different way of approaching things yeah. as well. And so that's what is really fun about the protein is but you can't done that. You can't like sacrifice your ideology just to, you know, make product. Like we yep. we we wouldn't be willing to, you know, swap out a part for something that didn't work as well just because it was more readily available. I mean, there's been long periods of time where we haven't had pedals available because we couldn't get specific parts. And I'm not just going to sub out an inferior part just to make pedals. I'm not, you know, and that's not trying to brag on myself. It's just, I just wouldn't do it. 
it's not worth it. It's I remember when uh, Tesla sorry. bought up all of a component that we That's needed and it we luckily were able to find somebody that had, you know, a thousand of this particular part and it kept us going for a while, but well, that's it's probably. Mad, mad I don't even know. It's like a. It's a. It's a brag. It's also not a brag. So I was thinking about that for me. I'm like, I wish I could sacrifice sometimes my fixation on the <laughs> principle behind it to make money. So if anyone's like, oh, it's about making, I'm like, no. I, I should probably. We should probably care more about just making money and just like. But well, perfectionism <laughs> like it has to be is death, right. But excellence is incredibly important. Ooh. And mm. that's been and that's quotable. That's well. That's it's a, a seriously hard journey that of yeah. me for me. That's been a seriously hard journey for me, and something that you guys have helped me with is like we're not going for for perfect. We're going for excellent because I could get lost down the rabbit hole of perfectionism for years on end, and maybe I have. <laughs> maybe I have <laughs> at times. No, I think you know. There's that fine. There is a fine line, and we're trying to find that fine line of being able to put pedals in the hands of people because there definitely have, like you said, been some periods where it's like, we just don't have pedals at the moment and that's not for lack of people wanting them. So, you know, but for there to be consistently over the last couple of years, consistent orders and consistent people still asking for it, I think that speaks volumes about the quality of the product, that it's not just, hey, here's a new fancy pedal that people liked for six months and then the moves on. Screen printer. Fun graphic on it, and just and we're so grateful that people love it and and want it. I mean, it's massive for us. Yeah. Is there yeah. anything else you guys want to talk about in relation to the protein? Because come on, guys, we're getting you know twenty five minutes into our podcast here. Oh man, I mean, quick. So we dialed in the green side and uh, kind of split the difference between the mid scoop and the mid boost of a tube screamer and I think I think we got that dialed in Dave got that dialed in because we kept the magic of the that fattening stuff and added uh, some of those magical mids back in without making it like a tube screamer to where it's a little more specific and I guess in the blue side um, let's talk about how we uh, measured the harmonic frequency of the unicorn horn and tried to match yes. that uh, on a the hardest part was the journey analysis. through the Candy Cane Mountains <laughs> to find the unicorn. Shockingly less food than you would think in the Candy Cane less Mountains. Less edible food. Less edible food. Yeah, I mean, you can only run on sugar for so long. Yeah, it's hard. You just annoyed at kids, like drinking out of cups with nothing in it and saying there's tea. I'm like, this is not Never Never Land. I need food. <laughs> <laughs> so then we took the blue side and uh, we wanted to retain the magic of an old black box blues breaker that I had. But, you know, it didn't, ha you know, you had to run the output all the way up. And, you know, some of, some of the things about it that were wonderful uh, also made it not as um, user-friendly or um, accessible in any situation. So we started messing with that. And, uh, you know, we wanted it to have lots of headroom and lots of output and the right kind of compression. So it feels amazing but doesn't sound compressed. You know, you don't want to hear squish. Um, there's another musical term. You want to feel squish, but not hear squish. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, we spent a lot of time on that. And um, the the blue side will give you um, a light overdrive that is real dynamic and will clip if you dig in. But it also won't fall apart if you hit it with another drive or a fuzz or something else. And that's one thing I love about the blue side is you can smack it with the green side and all of a sudden you have this really cool 
multi-stage and multi-clipping, you know, thing that kind of feels a lot like, you know, pedals into amps and things like that that we love that we don't get to experience as much of anymore. Cranked pedals into cranked amps. I think the blue side is a little beefier too as well, right? Because I feel like the, or I would say the the low end, what I like. We gave about, it big boy pants. Yeah, it's, it's, it'll, it's that nice tight low end that, we want. I don't think we can say those. I don't two know if that, if I can say, but well, because I, the thing that I appreciated about what you did with the protein that makes it usable to me, this is like the key thing on both sides, and it's what I love about your amps as well. And I've and I've told you this. Um, there's a bunch of other companies' amps I would play because I pretty much just play the amps you built for me, all in different genres or whatnot. But um, a lot of amps, I'd turn up the bass to you know make it sound fatter, and it would be kind of woolly and all the other words we've said. And I was like, well, that's not going to work. Flubby. I didn't want to say it again. <laughs> I love that word. I need like a checklist up here. No, it's, it's, like the, right, it's, it's the right It's the right word for nobody. what you're describing. <laughs> so, right. So you like turn it up, you're like, well, I love how this feels, but this is way too much low end. And it's not really dialed into the right frequency. It's kind of a brunt. And so it's not going to work. So then you turn it down, it's too thin. Same thing with even where the trebles are voiced on amps and pedals. And um, everything you build, you just have a way of finding the right things to highlight in that EQ spectrum. And I think that's what the protein has that makes it useful is where the low end and the presence and everything is sitting makes it very forgiving for most amps. I haven't found an amp where I go, okay, if I turn the treble up, it's it's accenting something bad in this matchless or fender or something like that. And I think that's what's so... Um, I don't want to say even just magical use that, but it's just so, it makes it so useful to have. We spent a lot of time trying to get the EQs right on everything that we've done. We've done that with guitars, amps, pedals, you know, where we get it into a live situation and just start tweaking it until it, until it sits where we need it to sit. What about the, because uh, the tone knob as well on the, the blues breaker side, the blue side, um, and I've told a lot of people this, like mess with the tone control because it's very interactive with the gain knob. However much drive you have, the more drive you have, it's going to be brighter. So right. sometimes I will you know, run my tone knob they're, to the left. The gain and the tone are very interactive. But if I have my gain down, uh, the drive down, I, I might have the tone all the way up. And that's one thing that a bunch of guys uh, on the messaged side. me have said, oh, I didn't even think about it because I just it didn't look right to have the tone all the way to the left. And I always say, well, yeah, if the drive's up, though, it's kind of meant to do that because right. it gives you more flexibility with different backline. You can go from really chimey, you know, to if you have a dark amp and vice versa. But I love, uh, I lost my train of thought. I need to drink my coffee. But um, I like where you put the tone control on the blue side because it has this chime factor that isn't ice picky. So I don't know what you did there, but I appreciate it. just put it, it right that. underneath the gain and the level controls. Because <laughs> I felt like it made the most sense. There. I don't know if you should share that. Other it's, people might... Um, it's right there. It's might. proprietary, but I'm going to give that one away. If you look at your pedal and you'll notice that tone knob is right there, you'll see it. It's actually, if you haven't been able to find it. <laughs> you have able to find it. It's right there. It says tone. Put the whiskey down. Turn the lights on. <laughs> it's right below the two <laughs> the two knobs. Uh, it sounds pretty side. amazing to me. And lights off playing guitar. Well, that's because we made it so everything sounds good at noon, Ben. That's, that's why right. I took so much Turn everything to noon. <laughs> See? You're thankful. So what we're trying to say is at noon, turn off all the lights, pour yourself a glass of whiskey, <laughs> play some guitar. Play some guitar. And well, thanks for kind of sharing some insights into 
the protein uh, as a pedal and kind of giving people some background on that. It's helpful, I think, for people to know where it came from. As we, Adam and I often talk about this, the reality of anything that you do is the story really matters. Mm. Uh, and I think the story of the protein is what interest, interested me when I kind of started jumping in and helping out with everything that you guys were doing. It wasn't just, oh, here's another pedal company. It was Dave's story is amazing and who he is and what he brings to the table and what he brings to the guitar industry. Adam's story is interesting and then the story of how this pedal came about. So yeah, it's it's that been... hurt. Dave's story is amazing, and mine's interesting. <laughs> I wasn't gonna say <laughs> like a anything. documentary on. <laughs> I won't say a disease because it will offend someone, but it's, it's a car accident. So. Adam Adam's story. <laughs> Adam's meant... story is also amazing. We're just glad he's here. <laughs> Homeschool kid, like <laughs> I meant that in the nicest way. That was taken completely <laughs> nuts. So that's it. I'm gonna end the podcast on that note. <laughs> So thanks for listening and make sure you uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel and our podcast wherever you can uh, find it. 